0: Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. You are Keeping It Real with Khadija. As ever, I am your host, Khadija Khalifa. Today, I have someone that I have been friends with on social media for some time. Um, and I've noticed that he's doing some pretty, pretty exciting things. And I wanted to know a little bit more about what he's done in business and in life and what he's doing now. So I have the one and only Simon Church. How are you, Simon.
1: Yeah, good, thanks. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you for coming. So, I've seen on your profile that you used to play football and that you're now in property, but other than that, I don't know too much about what it is that you're doing or have done. So, can you tell me a bit about yourself,
1: please? Yeah, so um, I think the the, the basic start is, is I was a professional footballer, um, Started, started throughout my whole life, that's all I ever wanted to do was become a professional footballer and at the age of 18 I, I became a professional and uh, went on to play in the Premier League internationally uh, for Wales and unfortunately I had to retire early um, through injury at 28. Um, it was something that I didn't see coming um, but luckily enough, I, I prepared um, for life after, after football and I always had an interest in business and, and property and Kind of luckily for me, I put that in, in place before I had to retire.
0: Amazing. So, you started when you were 18 in football?
1: I, start, I started when I was six. Uh, I got scouted um, for a professional club at the age of eight. So, I kind of was in the professional environment from a young age, worked my way through, through the age groups, and yeah, managed to make it pro at 18 and, and have, you know, a fairly, fairly good good career from then on um the next 10 years but like i said um unfortunately it got caught, cut short through injury as um when you're a professional athlete you can it can end any time um so now now what i look to do i, I look to help uh professional athletes and investors uh, invest in property to, to secure their futures
0: Yeah. I feel like that was such a girl thing to say without being stereotypical. I was like, oh, you started football at 18. Obviously (laughs) not. You started professionally at 18. There was hard graft before. I mean, I know a little bit about it. I taught my brother how to do knee ups when he was about five. And then he started. Playing for Posh and Leicester, um, but unfortunately, I also got him his first Blackberry, and then he started messaging girls when he was fourteen and yeah the the career didn't continue, but he used to play with Delhi Alley, so it's kind of bittersweet when we watch TV and we see Delhi Alley doing what he's doing, and then we're like. Cast, that could have been you you know but oh well um, so let's go back then to when you first started so obviously in football you have to start young my brother started young too um, what was the first club that you started playing for or playing at? Uh,
1: so I, I, I was scouted at the age of 8 for, for wickham Wanderers that was my local club um, grew up with them for a number of years and then I had to kind of start, sacrifices started uh, started happening around the the age of 12 um, where I couldn't play for any other team I had to focus solely, solely on, on the club and at the age of 14 I moved to Reading um, and from, from then on I kind of went on and, and went through the academy played for the first team and, and kind of had my career from there.
0: Wow. So it must have been hard. Like I just mentioned about my brother, he got to 14. There's the distraction of girls, um, you know, going out with your friends. How did you stay disciplined or do you have really strict parents that kept you on the straight and narrow?
1: No, do you know what? I had um, I had unbelievable parents. I think my dad unfortunately passed away when I was 20 years old. But oh, I'm sorry. Um, and we we had some a you know a few issues personally, and it was just great. they were so supportive all the way through. But like you said, there's so many factors that come into it that stop good players making it um For me, I always had an interest in football from a young early age, and that's all I ever wanted to do so at school, they were telling me, you know your grades are falling, you'll never make it as a player, you'll never do that and I just wasn't interested in school whatsoever. All I wanted to do was play football and I, I knew I had to sacrifice the going out, don't get me wrong, there were still messages going about the girls and stuff at the time, but I, I still dedicated myself away from it. When all my friends were going out or going to uni and doing all this, I'd stay at home, get ready for the games on the weekend. So I lost a lot of friends on the way. Um, you know, you find out you're real friends and, and it's small, um, who will support you all the way through.
0: Yeah, wow. You must have been really, really disciplined, especially like because you kept going until you were 28. I mean, they're the live-up years, aren't they, between kind of 18 to 28. I mean, I have heard stories, though, that footballers do have a pretty good time when they go on a night out. Have you got any uh, naughty stories that you could tell us, maybe one that stands out that you got up to? Uh
1: <laughs> I've got plenty of stories, but I don't know if I can say them on here. Ah. I, think the difference, <laughs> I, I think the difference is that, you know, especially young, young guys, they, they obviously earn you know a good amount of money. They have the freedom to go and do that. The problem is that we live like any other person at the same ages growing up. And, you know, you make your mistakes, but you're just more in the public eye now. And when you're representing the club, you've obviously got fans that are quick take photographs and with social media now there's just no hiding place so it's difficult and you know for for me personally I, I start I, I had a girlfriend that early on she's now my fiance and we've got two kids at, at 24 um so now they're they're five and six so, I mean, I, I was into the family life quite quite early on, so yeah. I managed to stay away from all that.
0: Yeah, yeah, you got settled. Good, that's good. Yeah. You don't have to make too many naughty mistakes. Okay, good to hear. <laughs> I'll probe you at the end for an actual story. Like maybe some kind of... Don't footballers do the whole... Oh, what's it called? Initiation. Do you have to do that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So the initiation, um, I, I think I played for about 12 clubs in the end. And every, every time you go to a new club, it's like starting a new school. But what you have to do on your first away trip, you have to either get up and sing, you have to dance, you have to chat. I mean, I had, I had one where I had to chat a broomstick up. I'd meet a broomstick in the club, chat her up, dance with her, take her home, all, all that kind of stuff. It was rude. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, it's, nowadays it's more the song. You've got to get up and and sing a song in front of everyone. So it's not too bad.
0: So I guess you have to be pretty confident to be a footballer, right? Because. one you know being on the pitch all these people watching you the pressure the adrenaline but equally you've got to stand up in front of people and sing a song like for me that's that shows the most confidence did you ever have any people in your team that were a bit shy or a bit timid or you know because you might be good at kicking a ball but you might actually be quite socially awkward or a bit nervous
1: yeah there's been there's been loads of players that that have cracked under the pressure which is you know people can't can't get their heads around that because we're, we're playing in front of 20, 30, 40,000 people at a time and the nerves are going the adrenaline but you're in autopilot, you know what you're doing but as soon as you stand up in front of 20 lads then you've got to sing. <laughs> oh, I've, seen, I've seen people crumble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then they get it harder, right? Then they've got to do it even harder. Um, harder, uh, yeah um okay so i'm gonna compare this the only thing i can really compare it to is the fact that i was really good at running in school and sports days i was the girl in my tutor that you know always had to do the relay and the run and the long jump etc pretty good at that actually i think i could have made it but you know i got distracted um so before a sports day I would have, like, butterflies in my tummy. I used to play a bit of football as well, actually. Our will oh, one won out of all the teams in Peterborough when I was 15. And we went to the posh ground and watched the England ladies play as, like, a treat. We were in all the yes. papers. I'm, I'm basically, you know, big time. Um, but <laughs> I used to get adrenaline before these things. And, like, with The Apprentice, you know, every time there was a task before boardroom, I'd have adrenaline how do you cope with the adrenaline when you're standing there watching all these people looking down at you and you've got to run and, and keep going and then half time you've got to get back on? How do you cope with that?
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's a roller coaster. To be honest, when you're, when you're younger and you're thrown into it, you, it can take you back. I remember my first couple of games, um, I was playing in front of 25, 30,000 people at 18. And,
0: wow.
1: Uh, it, it was something I kind of, Wanted my whole life, and when you get in that situation, obviously the nerves are going. There's a lot of pressure on you from the first team, from the fans, and um, but you do get you do get used to it. And the funny thing is, now I've come out of football, I don't get nervous because there's nothing that is is going to be in front of me that's going to be anywhere near as nerve wracking as as what I've gone through on on the. Te- I mean, I've done some Sky Sports punditry as well, nice, and because that that was out of my comfort zone, I felt nervous again. Yeah. But Outside of that, in business or whatever, I I don't feel any of that anxiety or nervousness or anything like that. It won't compare.
0: Yeah. Did you ever throw up before you went on the pitch?
1: No, I I never did. I was okay. I kind of managed to get through it. I had a routine. I was confident. You know, when you're walking out in the tunnel in front of everyone, take a deep breath, go out. But I have seen a lot of players that have been throwing up, been very nervous, shaking. But when you get on the pitch, it's all gone yeah focus
0: on okay on the other hand then how do you stay humble how do you stay grounded when all these people are chanting you and you're kind of a big deal how do you stay grounded
1: yeah I mean to be honest they're all chanting but at the same time they're giving you a load of abuse yeah. um, <laughs> <Yeah>. so it's, <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a, a mixed thing but yeah I mean it's quite easy I think nowadays it's you find that younger players are earning a lot more money and bursting onto the scene and with social media and things like that, it's quite easy to get ahead of yourself. Um, but to be honest, I think we all understand, you know, that people look up to to footballers and you your role models for, for, for people as well. So, yeah, you've got to enjoy your life, but it's not all about that. It's about making the most of, you know, the opportunities that you have.
0: Yeah. And so you mentioned, I mean, two two big things then that have happened to you. Losing your father, obviously, so tragic, and I'm so sorry. And also retiring so early on. How did you deal with both of those and still keep going? You know, where did you find the mental strength to
1: keep going? Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, again, football was, was all, I, all I wanted to do. I was so focused and dedicated and from a young from an early age I kind of had a taste of what it was like to to play at the top level um so when I was going through my mum had um health health issues and obviously my dad passed away quite young I was fortunate enough to go to training when I went to training took my mind off everything um and that allowed me for an hour and a half two hours that I was training to, to focus on that um and then, yeah, eventually, uh, uh, life goes on. You you, you work it out. You try and get on with things. It, it never it never goes. Never get over it. But I mean, I had some real tough times, real up and downs in, in football, and that's that's sport, it's a roller coaster. And and like I said, now coming out the other side, having your own businesses is a roller coaster. But on the on the scale, it's, it just doesn't compare.
0: Yeah. And so when you were 28 then, so what was it that happened that meant that you couldn't continue?
1: So I, I had a hip injury um, for a long time and it just got progressively worse over the years of, of day in, day out training. You know, you're pushing your body to the limit. And I went to, I played the European Championships at, at Wales, for Wales in France, and we'd done really well there. And it wasn't after, till after that I moved to Holland to play football and my hip completely went in the game, and it wasn't until the surgeon opened my hip up where he said I've basically got the hip of an 80-year-old. And, um, yeah, so it's kind of, I had two years of rehab, two years of trying to get back, and in the end, the surgeon just said, look, you need to knock it on the head if you want to kind of have a a better way of life. You know, I've got two young kids, and it it was his decision. If it wasn't his decision, I would have carried on and tried to, try to, um, get as much out of it as I could. But yeah. to be honest, it was it was the right time.
0: But after you've worked so many years to get to where you had been, was there, and I'm sorry if this is a bit personal, but were there moments where you felt depressed, down? Like, you know, I've worked so hard for this and now someone else is telling me that I can't carry on. How did you, how did you, obviously you've got children, so they help you stay motivated and focused. But how long was it after that that you started thinking, right, I'm not going to let this defeat me. I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I'm going to focus on property and business. Was there maybe a six month period, a 12 month period where you literally just felt like shit?
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, as a, as a footballer, you say about, um, you know, being a bit personal, but people don't talk about it enough. Um, and just being honest and transparent. I mean, being a professional athlete is a roller coaster. You could have a good game, you feel highs are the highs, experience great, and then you have a really bad game on TV and everyone's just Um and you feel like you do feel like shit. Yeah. Um, but to, to come out on the other side, I, I always hoped that it wouldn't be the case that I have, I'd have to retire that early. But in the back of my mind, I, I wanted to prepare for the worst. Um, still still not believing it would happen but yeah I mean when I got the news I had a shit time um getting out of the club um a lot of political reasons but then once I got out and I got home to my family it was it was shit because I spent my whole whole life in a routine of playing football professional football being told when to eat when to sleep what where to be at this time what you're doing for the you know these weeks and then you come home and you've got no routine you're thinking what am I going to do now obviously the money stopped stopped there and then um and you just think do you know what this this is tough and luckily for me I had yeah my ki- my kids and and my missus around me I I would have gone off the rails probably
0: Yeah, thank you for being so honest. I don't think people talk enough about mental health in business, and you're right, in sport as well. It must be such a roller coaster. And I so casually said about my brother, you know, oh, we used to play with Deli Alley, but I can only imagine how that must feel for him, watching someone thinking because my brother was really good, you know, he was, he was really good. Everybody said he was so good. So to watch someone and sit there thinking that could have been my life. And for you now to watch people doing it, thinking that that still could have been me. It's a hard, mental health is so important. And I do, and thank you so much for being so open about it, because I do think more people need to talk about it. Um, You know, shit things happen in life. And it's about having that fighter inside of you, but it doesn't mean that there aren't days when you're going to feel Basically shitty, and like I've worked so hard for all of this. I had issues in my business, you know, tribunals, HMRC investigations. I didn't pay myself for four years in my cleaning business, and there were times when I thought, "What on earth am I doing this for? Like, what am I doing to pay these people that are quick to stab me in the back?" You know, having no sleep, two small children. I have my children, my first daughter, twenty-four, and uh, and my second is coming up to four, so four and six, so similar ages. And, and yeah. um and you know you 've got to look at, think about these kids and their future and and i didn 't want my kids to have to struggle like I did or my mum did, so i 've got that drive in me, and clearly your parents have encouraged you to have that drive so you you 've mentioned a couple of times that you started putting plans in place basically through property and business um so that you had something if anything were to go wrong so what age did you start investing in property or starting your property business
1: yeah I mean um to be honest it was it was 20 years old I had a I just signed a new really good deal at Reading a long-term deal and I wanted to go and buy the flash penthouse in the middle of town and live it up and um, it, it was just before my dad passed and he said, no, we're not doing that. We're going to get you a, uh, a repossession and you're going to do it up. You're going to live in it and then you're going to rent it out. So I was like, okay, do you know what? Fair enough. He had a few properties he built up over um, over the years. And it was something I got, got hooked on straight away. We got in there, started painting it myself. I was playing for Wells um, National Team at the time. I was getting the paint out, going to be a cube painting myself Nothing. and things. Yeah, I, I, in the end, I had to get someone else in because it was awful. But <laughs> I, I just wanted to get get involved in it. And I kind of got a bug for it for so then. Um, and that property served me, you know, really well. And throughout my career, I kind of slowly built up a, a, a modest portfolio, nothing amazing. And, and then it wasn't until I was 24 where... I had my first daughter where I realized, you know what, this isn't going to last forever and I need to kind of start looking at other things. And in hindsight, I look back, now I've come out the other side of sport. I wish I'd been a more aggressive on, on buying properties. And I wish I'd been more aggressive on education, learning about business, setting up businesses. Networking has been the biggest, um, biggest thing for me. I, I didn't speak to anyone during football because you I don't know what it is you keep yourself away from it we have corporate days you're not interested in 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 speaking with them you just want to go home and in hindsight I look back and I wish I'd made those connections I wish I'd made more of an effort because coming out the other side I've realized how important it is to, to network and, and learn from others as well.
0: Yeah so so how old are you now if you don't mind me asking?
1: I'm 31 now
0: 31. Okay, so the last couple of years then, um, what's been going on in your life? Business, property, what's been happening?
1: Yeah, so it, as I said before, the transition was tough. It took me a good three, four months to kind of get myself going. I did have in place my um, property investment company. It's kind of a property consultancy company where we, we advise players on, on buying the right thing, helping them because it, in sport, I know it's, I know it's um, big in general. There's a lot of, um, you know, wannabes and a lot of sharks and a lot of snakes. And, you, you know, it's very hard to trust people. But especially in football, there's so many vultures around around these guys. And I, I've made some bad investments in the past. My friends have made a lot, a lot of bad investments in the past. I just felt, Do you know what, this needs to change. So um, we put that in place to help players, you know, invest in property, build assets for after their career, give them... You know, a safety net for for when they retire because when you're playing and you're in the game, you don't realise what it's like when you transition out of it and how tough it is. So to have something where you're not worrying too much, you know, I can sell a property there. I've got this income coming in that I don't, I'm not reliant on now, but I will be in when when football's finished. Um, so yeah, that that's that's the property side, and um, yeah, I, I, I've explored a, a load of different things. I, I, I'm doing a few things in football, a bit of mentoring, um, and I've got a CBD supplement company.
0: Nice. Um,
1: which, yeah, is a, bit, is a bit different because people will say, well, it's cannabis, cannabis-based, CBD. Um, but so, while I was playing throughout my career, I was addicted to painkillers, sleeping tablets. Really? Uh, just reliant on them throughout my whole career, and it had an adverse effect on, on my body. A lot of my friends were the same, and I came across CBD. And, it, you know, it really, really helped me. And, and being an entrepreneur, I'd like to think of myself as being a bit of an entrepreneur. So a huge gap in the market. I thought, you know what, I might, I might as well do it myself. Yeah. We spent, spent a good year with my business partner researching um, and we come up with CBD performance, which, you know, is, is really starting to, to, to um, cement the place in, in the industry and not just the industry, the, uh, the retail industry as well.
0: Yeah, well, CBD is huge in America, right? I love a bit of the Kardashians, Real House, (laughs) Beverly Hills. I watch all that stuff. And they're always raving about CBD. Um, Yeah, obviously there's, you know, I'll be honest about... Two years ago, someone reached out to me and said, "Oh, Khadija, would you like to work in this, etc." And my um, very clean-cut self was like, "Oh no, that's that's weed. I'm not having anything to do with that." But actually, as as I watch and see what people are doing, there's so many benefits to things in CBD. And in my humble and honest opinion, um, a plant coming from the ground and things benefits from that to me is you know if that's going to chill you and zen you I would rather that than a man-made like you said painkiller or sleeping tablet or something so yeah you'll have to send me some links about that because I'm interested in it
1: these days yeah 100% I mean it's a, it's a real interest and that's kind of where we wanted to go we wanted to go down the natural route something that's not going to you know have an adverse effect on your body and take away the stigma of, of CBD it's not it's not going to get you high. It's not going to have any negative effects Unfortunately. On you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, 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 but you're right. It's natural. It comes from the ground. It's a it's compound from the leaf, which is used in a lot of um, pharmace- pharmaceutical drugs anyway. But it's just yeah. the education that people don't have. And like I said, we researched it for a, for a long time. And our level of batch testing transparency, because we want to, We've seen what's in the industry. We don't want to follow everyone else. And we want to create something that's trustworthy, transparent and also helps.
0: Nice. Proper entrepreneur, aren't you? Very impressive. So I've got to ask you about this because obviously we're still kind of in lockdown-ish. How have you been coping during the coronavirus pandemic? Being at home with kids is a lot um yeah I was pulling my hair out at certain points so from someone that was very busy for so long being at home a lot how have you been coping with that
1: yeah it's funny because a lot of people turn around and say do you know what it's been nice to spend time with the kids and the family come on (laughs) shut (laughs) up! (laughs) what a load of rubbish (laughs) It's, it's like it's, 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 it has been nice don't get me wrong it has been nice at times but most of the time you, you stress it i mean my partner works um i've got i've got a couple of businesses that i'm trying to work and then um luckily for me the kids have gone back into school now um my yeah, partner's a key work now. so it, it's given us a break and it's given them a break as well and they, they're enjoying it they love being back at school and it's been difficult because of, of course the property market um was at standstill for a long time and We had a lot of meetings with the CBD uh, business that that had to cancel and it's like any business. I think, uh, you know, it's been a really tough time for everyone, but I think there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel now. Yeah. So how old are your two? Uh, Five and six. The eldest is seven tomorrow.
0: Oh, happy birthday. Have you got both girls?
1: Two girls, yeah.
0: Same. And we're having our third girl. Did your two... Oh, start- congratulations. Thank you. Did your two start bickering a lot?
1: It's crazy. They're, they're best friends one minute and then they're, they're wrestling the next minute. I know. What has happened?
0: And Are yours quite sassy? Mine are quite sassy. They oh. see...
1: <laughs> I, I can't tell you where they got the sass from. I can only blame my partner. I don't know where it's come <laughs> from. They, throw in all kinds of shapes like i don't know it's going to be horrible when they grow up
0: do you know what i find quite funny is in business and in life in general or in networking settings or the apprentice or whatever you know i'm a boss bitch like i've got this but when i'm around my kids they royally mug me off i can't lie (laughs) i i spend my days Apologizing. I told a story the other day, not even a story, just something Soraya had said to me in the car. And I was telling my mother in law, I said, Oh, yeah. And she said this. And she interrupted me halfway through and said, uh, No, I didn't. I didn't say it like this. Actually, what I said was, and she repeats the sentence. And if I got one word wrong, you know, I end up they're going, Oh, oh sorry, Soraya. Sorry. Uh, I apologize that I didn't get it word for word. Like, what is this?
1: They're no. walking all the roost. I, I know exactly what you're going through. I, I don't know what to say. I'm such a like pushover as well, such a pushover. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
0: It's so nice, though, isn't it? To be able, we're similar ages. I'm 31 in uh, in October, and it's nice. I think for me, having the kids. It almost de-stresses. You know, last night we were watching Arthur. I used to watch it after school when I was younger. But I oh, yeah. it. I love that. And, um, and so things like that, or just watching The Greatest Showman or taking them to the park. It is nice to be able to balance family life and business. I think it takes the edge off. And also it's a driver. Do you find for you that it's a driver? You want to keep going because you want the best for them.
1: 100%. I think that's, that's been instilled for me from a young age, uh, just to make the most out of everything, to grasp the opportunity and, and not settle for what you've got. Um, but like you said, as soon as the children come round, it's it's a reason why you want to give them the best life. You want to enjoy time with the family. And I think sometimes you said about, spe- you know, that work family balance is tough. I mean, I, I haven't found it yet. I'm finding it difficult to, to kind of switch off, put my phone away. I'll be the first to admit that um, but yeah for sure I mean especially as they're growing old I missed a lot of their life when I was playing football traveling and, and being away in different countries and stuff and I think now I, st- I still focus on work too much and I-, I need to try and find that balance a bit more but it's, like you said it's just the drive to be successful and get the best for your family.
0: Yeah, I would have beat yourself up. I'm the same, and I've never been a professional footballer. It is hard, because also, business for me, when people say, what's your hobby?, Honestly, my hobby is making money. Like, I know that's so ridiculous, but what I enjoyed to do, I woke up this morning at 6 o'clock, Soraya came downstairs. You know, my girls are pretty independent now, take after their mum. They're making their breakfast and they're watching TV and they're getting themselves ready for school. Brilliant. And I was sitting up there like an architect, downloading an app, doing a floor plan for my new cafe that I'm opening. And by the time I dropped them to school, I'd achieved so much. But in the same breath, I was thinking, ah. shit, I should have gone downstairs with them, really. Or, you know, I should have sat with them, really. Or I should have done this. And then we're rushing out the house because I've spent too much time on my phone. But you can't, you know, we're trying our best. I feel like there's, you know, we can only do what we can do. And it's good for our kids to see us hustling. You saw it from your dad. You know, you've seen it from your parents. I want my kids to grow up like that. So we, I think we deserve a pat on the back.
1: Like we're doing a good job. 100% 100% I'm with you and, and no matter what your financial situation is whatever whatever your business situation is we all as parents work life anything if you're a business owner everyone goes through the same struggles and um, yeah it's tough it's tough. It is. I love what
0: you've done with your business in, in helping footballers get into property so that's great because it's something that you did and now you're like look this could happen to somebody else let me help you so how's that going who's one of can you name drop one of your big clients that you've found a house for um uh
1: i can't can't, to be fair what what we base it on is is you know discretion and make sure we do things right for them we don't brag about it I mean we've got one player now who is the best uh, people can work it if they're football fans they'll work it out it's, yeah
0: my partner Simon he'll figure this out go on <laughs> <laughs> he did a is, quiz is... like this the other day actually yeah go on oh really
1: he's, yeah. he's one of the all time Premier League top goal scorers
0: Okay. I won't have a, a clue, um, but I will ask Simon later. Okay, great. <laughs> so that's nice then. So you get a nice little tidy commission, I presume, once you find them the house.
1: Yeah. So we're working on their behalf, but we do that to make sure that we, they're not buying the, right, uh, the wrong things at the wrong prices. We're able to save, save them money and give them opportunities that they probably wouldn't be able to get on the open market or like I said, the vultures swarming around them trying to take their money. Um, And we'll look after everything. And it's kind of gone into players ringing me up uh, for just advice. What, What do you think I should do for this? I'm looking to get into business. What do you think? And it's nice that, you know, property's great. But if they're not interested in property or don't want a property, they just want to phone up and just ask for some advice. I mean, I enjoy that because football is an environment like no other. And I don't, I I try and have a laugh here, it doesn't happen. And when I go and meet, this is no disrespect to um, the corporates or anything like this, but when I'm having a meeting, I don't wear a suit, I don't wear, I just want to, you know, be myself, have a laugh.
0: We're both in in hoodies, I love this.
1: Yeah. Keeping it real. Uh, Exactly, and do you know what, there's nothing wrong with that. So, I mean, for, I've had a couple of meetings where people have said, oh, you're not wearing any socks. I say, yeah, I don't, I don't want to wear any socks.
0: YOLO. Do what you yeah. want.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's it's what he wants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <I'm> like, yeah, <laughs> it does what he wants. <laughs> but Love it. It's right. Yeah, it's good. So, it's, I, I guess it's it.
0: kind of nice for you then, because you don't have to have the stiffiness of business. You can, by being with the footballers, you get that, like... Lads, banter, and at the same time, you are actually hustling and making money. Do you know what? I love that. That's why I started this podcast in the first place, keep it real with Khadija. After The Apprentice, a lot of people said to me, Khadija, you're really like down to earth, you're really humble, you're really honest. And there is so much stuffiness and BS in business. And there is the whole like, oh yeah, you've got to be all do your makeup and your contour. Look at my hair. For those that are listening, <laughs> I've just got frizzy hair right now. I'm in a hoodie. Which is a designer, let's just say. This girl's changed. <laughs> and, um, and, and that's it. I'm sitting on my sofa and that's the way it should be. I remember having the kids and going into meetings and taking, you know, my six-month-old in a, in a car seat and people looking at me like, what is she doing? I'm not going to yeah, come into that. a boardroom and pretend that I'm this robot that doesn't have a family. You know, my daughter's coming in with me so that she can learn from six-month six months old. And if I wanna walk up in a hoodie, I'll walk up in a hoodie and you'll all deal with it. That's it.
1: Oh, I love that. Do you know do you know what? In in football, um you're you're kind of suppressed. So you're not allowed to expose your actual feelings because number one, you'll be fined. Number two you won't play. Yeah. number three the papers will jump all over that so once you but also football dictates your career so if a manager doesn't like it doesn't like you or a board don't like you you're not going to play regardless of what you do so when you come out of business uh, come out of football and you start your own business you're in control you're free to express yourself say what you want meet people who you want work with people who you want and yeah it's it's fun it's funny you say that because um Yeah, just like nowadays, there's so much rubbish, so much waffle and so many pretenders, it's ridiculous.
0: And the big words. Honestly, when I had to get the lease for this cafe, they're writing an emails articles of association, a specification of works for this. I'm like, will you shut the F up and just speak normally? I don't understand. Why do we have to have so no. many syllables in the words? Just speak to me like a normal person. I studied a law degree and I worked for the Financial Ombudsman Service in Canary Wharf. And one of their things at the Financial Ombudsman Service was don't use jargon. Don't use big words. Speak as if you're speaking to anyone because is so annoying and half the time these long ass sentences you could say it in one word a very simple word it's unnecessary and another thing that's unnecessary while we're ranting
1: yeah go on go for it
0: let me just while we're ranting is old school business mentality like i am so surprised that people are still printing out their accounts and having files in cabinets what the fuck is going on like seriously it's the 21st century you could pretty much do everything online I speak to people and they're like oh yes Khadija I would give you a quote but I would need to come and visit and then we need to schedule this and then I need to put this out no you don't you really don't you need to know what you're doing and tell me over the phone that's it
1: that's a great rant I love that
0: (laughs) absolutely I had to let it it off my chest Simon this is like therapy (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. It's like some of the things that, that obviously, it's, it's, it's a different world for me coming into the business world, but I am genuinely shocked at some of the comments. like how, how serious everything is, how yes, you have that. Yes, you have to build relationships and you have to be professional, but what, why does that mean that I have to come in a suit? Why can't I have a laugh? or why can't we joke about something? Do you know what? It's just not. And, and do you know what the worst thing is? How's business, mate? Yeah, it's, it's really good. Do you know what? It's, it's not, mate. I can see it. It's not. <laughs> That's the worst thing. The
0: liars. One. The fakepreneurs. Another phrase I hate. Six figures. My business, my business has reached six figures. My business has reached seven figures. Why don't you stop beating around the bush and just tell us what the hell the number is? That winds me up, six figures this, seven figures that. Like it's all alone, and you do have to be careful. You said about vultures in football. I find in business, particularly on social media, there are a lot of fakers. A lot, of, a lot of fakers. And it's for someone like me, and I can tell from you as well, that's very down to earth, very honest. I would never lie about anything. If my business is messed up, I'm going to do a podcast episode about it. And I'm going to try to help other people not get in the same position. But there are a lot of people, lots of airs and graces, you know, we're leasing a Ferrari. And that means that we're minted. And we've got the penthouse, like you said, and we've got the this and we've got the that. Like, just deal with it. Like shop at Lidl. It's all right. It don't matter. Most, some of the most successful entrepreneurs are the tightest entrepreneurs. So the flashy ones and the, and the big talkers and the six figures and the seven figures, I don't want people to watch them and listen to them and get sucked in by it and think that if they start an Amazon business immediately, within two weeks, they're going to have six figures. Like, no, it's not happening. It takes a lot of hard graft to get to that point.
1: Oh, I'm so with you on that. Honestly, it, it, I just have no interest in, in inter, entertaining any of that. If anyone goes, oh, you know, I've got I've, Yeah, you've leased it. Like most, most people could lease it if they really wanted to. Yeah. They could lease the same car. It's just, it's just pathetic. I've I got have. no interest in it. No wasted energy.
0: You need to start a podcast, Simon. You honestly do. I could talk to you about that.
1: I have, I have. <laughs> we, we <laughs> start, yeah, The Athlete Entrepreneur.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. wow. I have to subscribe. When did you launch that?
1: We haven't launched it just yet, um, oh. but, but what we'll be doing, we'll be speaking with professional athletes who have business ventures outside of sport. And, you know, the majority of players that, that we'll be speaking to, or athletes that we'll be speaking to, most people won't know what they're up to outside of sport. Yeah. Um, so we'll be talking about all that, their interests, you know, their goals outside of football or, or sport and, you know, what, the, what they're up to now. Because there's a lot, there's a lot of natural entrepreneurs in sport that people don't really know. And, and to be fair, there's a lot of natural entrepreneurs that they don't know themselves Yeah and they haven't explored. So, yeah, it'll be an inter- be interesting journey, that one. So hopefully we'll start in the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll launch that.
0: Yeah. Oh, very exciting. Well, I'll be subscribing. Okay, so before we play the yes-no game, I have to ask you, have you ever played the yes-no game? No. Okay, you were good then. You were going to say maybe because you thought I was catching you out. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Um, okay, so you've not played the yes-no game. The rules are you're not allowed to say yes, and you're not allowed to say no. You've got to think of something else other than that. I can see your competitive nature right now. You're like, right, okay, I'm ready. Okay, uh, Yeah. Very simple questions. That's how we're going to finish off. Just before we get to that point, um, what have you got planned for the next six to 12 months? What's on your radar? Is there anything? Obviously you mentioned the podcast. Just give us a bit of information about what you're doing and where people can follow you.
1: Yeah. So uh, the next next six to 12 months with, with CBD performance, we're looking to, to get into retail, um, a couple of high street retailers uh, we're in conversations mm-hmm. with looking to branch up Europe and possibly the U S as well in 12 months. So, we're wow. looking to really, really scale it on that, on that point um, with the property, just looking to connect with as many serious people as, as possible. Um, we're growing our investor list. We're, we're growing our connections all, all the time. So for us, yeah, we've got some really good projects, but as a business, you always want a lot more. So um, yeah. yeah, for sure. That's that's something we'll be looking at at doing.
0: And where can my followers find you? So just mention the podcast again. What's it called?
1: Uh, it's the Athlete Entrepreneur, so that, that would be um, pr- probably about two or three weeks we'll launch that. But my so, my social media, on am Twitter, Churchy18, uh, Churchy Instagram, I'm not very good at, I kind of left that, but I'm starting to build that back up, um, Churchy18 again, and Facebook, um, I don't really use, to be honest, I'm not very good at social media. Oh, you're going
0: <laughs> to have to source that, leverage Leverage oh. the tasks that you don't like to do. Business,
1: team you're right. Inventory. You're right.
0: Yeah, I've I've got to the point in business where I I know what I like to do. I like to do the creative and making stuff look nice, and I like doing the negotiating and the selling. Anything else involved in business, I get other people to do it, which is crazy because about four years ago, I was the van driver, the marketing, the this, the that, the everything. I used to wear every hat. And I think after yeah. the show and, um, and reading books like Rob Moore's Life Leverage and stuff like that has actually made me think, I'm just going to do the stuff that I'm good at and I'm going to leverage out everything else. And touch wood, it's made my... My business is run a lot smoother. Getting other people to do things that they're passionate about. So stop worrying about your social media. Get someone to do it for you.
1: You're so, you're so right. I read. I read the book as well. I just haven't implemented it. Anything yeah, I've read in it. time. That's I... typical. Typical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So one of the questions that I ask everyone that comes on my podcast is uh, before we do the yes no game is if you could be an animal, what animal would you be and why?
1: Oof. Um, I'd be a shark
0: Oof. Yeah, so you could eat everyone
1: I'd eat everyone and just dominate, dominate the sea The sea? What about the land? You just go on land too you just wait for them. The, the, the lands the, for the wafflers. I wait until they get in the sea and then I'll gobble them up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You know, the usual answers are shark or eagle or, yeah, whatever could dominate. Love that. Okay. Are you ready for this yes no game? I am. I'm very competitive. That was good. That was very good. I'm very competitive. So if you're quite good at this, I am going to speed up. I'm just going to let you know. Okay. Mm. Do you need to stretch? A little warm up. I'm ready. Okay. I wish. I'll
1: probably get injured. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't say that. Okay. I wish people could see you right now because you're dead serious. He's not
1: messing Yeah, up. no, I'm ready.
0: Okay. On your marks. Get set. Go. Are you a morning person? I am. Do you sing in the shower? A lot. You're going to have to speed up, otherwise you're going to be out. Do you have a pet? A dog. Do you like cornflakes? Love them. Do you like ketchup? Love it. Have you ever ran a red light? Most days. (laughs) Are you a fan of Justin Bieber?
1: He's all right, to be fair. Would you do a bungee jump? Never. No, thank You you. Oh, I said it.
0: don't worry don't worry that was the extra bit we'll leave that one out do you like scary movies hate them are you afraid of the dark I am is a Jaffa Cake a biscuit
1: that's a great question (laughs) I'm gonna agree I'm gonna agree um yeah oh no I (laughs) ruined it at the end don't worry because the Jaffa Cake
0: throws you off don't it because it's such a serious topic
1: Okay, now we've finished, like, seriously, what is, what is it? Is, is it a biscuit or a cake?
0: I don't have the scientific evidence to be able to, to, be able to um, answer that. However, another serious question, when you eat a Jaffa cake, is it a full bite or are you peeling the chocolate off, then the orange, then the sponge?
1: I'm a peeler.
0: I'm a peeler too. Yeah, I think you have to. Anybody that doesn't do that is an animal. <laughs> and I've just said
1: animals.
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh this has been so much fun Thank you so much I'm going to put all of the links This will go to edit Just so that our sound quality is good And then I will be releasing it everywhere It will probably come out um, Not this Monday The following um, And I'll send you all the links So you can share with all your audience
1: That will be great no, I really enjoyed it and, and great to connect as well
0: Yeah great to connect And we'll stay in touch And um, I know who to contact now When I need a property When I'm minted
1: like those footballers Perfect. I look
0: forward to it. All right. Thanks so much. Love to your partner and your kids.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Take care. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.